0: Welcome to episode 48 of How About the Huskies. I'm Connor. I'm joined tonight by Matt and Andrew. And for the first time in quite a long time, it's been a while because I don't think we did one right after the Big East tournament lost to Marquette. I think we just jumped straight into NCAA tournament previews. This is the first time we're talking about a Huskies loss in probably almost nine months as UConn went into Allen Fieldhouse at Kansas, lost 69 to 65. It was a dogfight. Huskies were banged up. No excuses, but it's a tough Tough game overall. We learned a lot about the team. We'll get into the whole breakdown of what happened, who starred. I'm sure, obviously, you already know. Tristan Newton had 31 points, really carrying the team. But I want to hear your guys' thoughts before we really drop in. Obviously, a tough one with the circumstances, but one we felt like we really could have won.
1: Yeah, it's definitely, you know, it's not, to me at least, this isn't the hardest pill uh, you've had to swallow as a UConn fan. Uh, the success we've experienced over the past year has been tremendous. I mean, obviously, you hate to lose games like this. We're in it the whole time against another top five ranked team, but I feel as if you know there definitely are positives to take away. The fact that you have an off night and you go into Allen Fieldhouse and you lose by four to one of the top teams in the country, um, that is something you know to to take as a positive. You know, you you play them again at a neutral site. You don't really know what happens. I You know, I just want to give respect to a lot of the, you know, the Kansas fans, team, all those guys over there. You know, it wasn't like one of those games we had against Arkansas where it was just just terribly toxic. This game felt like, you know, there was mutual respect both ways. And I definitely, you know, enjoyed that part of it. But you definitely do want to win this one.
2: I mean, yeah, I'm not going to say I'm happy that we lost, because obviously never happy about a loss. But this feels this feels like positive and negative that there were both, both good things and bad things to take away from this. I mean, Newton, my, my God, he looks like the best player in the country last night, but also the bad thing, uh, Carabin struggling, Spencer struggling. I know he was hurt, but just little, little things last night is really what it was. I mean, DR getting that ball knocked away off his leg. um, And then not, like capitalizing on the terrible pass that Kansas threw, which is honestly when I thought we were going to win the game. And then the main word from last night, free throws. I mean, Holy Moses. Like I'm looking at the thing now, eight of 15, that can't happen. Kansas 14 of 20. So 70% against 53%. So that, I mean, the free throws, that was a whole issue, but we're, we're going to get into the, the little things a little later, but I'm not, I'm not necessarily mad that we lost. I'm just more sad than anything because we got punched in the mouth, fought back to be up by five, and then just got the sucker knockout punch. So, I mean, is what it is. I'm not mad or happy.
1: You know, and another thing to take away from this is that at least it was Kansas, our first loss of the season. Uh, you see other schools, me and Connor were just talking about, like Kentucky losing to UNC Wilmington today. How does that happen? But overall, you know, it's good to, you know, get this loss. It was it was gonna happen. It's good to have it to Kansas instead of Manhattan.
0: Yeah, you mentioned that. Look at a team like Nova. They're undefeated. They won the battle for Atlantis, undefeated against teams not located in Philly. They're 0-3. They came in last place in the big five challenge, or whatever they did. That's kind of funny. But we're that's we're sidetracking a bit. We gotta focus on the Huskies here was like we all said, I mean, it's, it's a tough pill to swallow kind of, because I felt like, especially after Newton hit that three to take the lead, I felt like, Oh, we were down like 10 points in the first three, four minutes. Now we're winning in the second half. Like there's no way they can give Obviously there is a way they can give this up, but I mean, you just got to really credit Kansas. I mean, not saying they played their perfect game, but Kevin McCuller is a guy that shoots under 30% from three. He went three for four Dickinson made eight. All year in, what, six, seven games, he made three. I mean, we mentioned K.J. Adams in the preview, not a good free throw shooter. He was four for 16. He went six for nine and hit the last two to make it a four-point game and really clinch it. I mean, they really executed. I mean, even guys like Omarco Jackson had six points. He's a guy you don't expect to do much. He had a couple of big buckets. I mean, Kansas is a good team. Obviously, they were number one for a reason. I mean, it's not a bad loss at all, but obviously – if we if the Huskies had, you mentioned Andrew Cam Spencer, he got hurt, he got banged up. I think it was even before the first media timeout, he hurt his foot, he aggravated it, and you could tell throughout he was struggling. I mean, he aggravated it two or three more times. It was right before he took those free throws, he aggravated it again. He missed two of, two of three. I mean, it's a different story if we're fully healthy, and you know you can just say that about everything, but I feel like that truly is the case here.
2: I mean, yeah, we're not just going to ignore that. We were without our best player. Our third best player was hurt all game. Klingen looked like he got hurt at some point, too. So, obviously, it's going to be a rough game. People are going to get hurt. But at the same time, I mean, those first 10 minutes, we did not look like the UConn Huskies. I mean, Kansas was not worried at all. That's why everything was falling for them, because they were waiting for their shot, and they were finding that they had the crowd on their back. I mean, they were just hitting everything. Everything they put up was going in. I mean, I find the fact that Dickinson made three threes is just completely ridiculous. But I mean, that was first ten minutes. Their defense was was suffocating. The crowd was into it. I mean, it's just honestly, there's a reason why only 17 teams have lost in Allen Fieldhouse in the history of the world. I mean, it's the hardest place to play basketball. I think because I could hear everything through the TV. I mean, every time I've I saw videos from people at the game. I mean every time we had the ball, they were just making noise. And it was like nothing they'd ever faced before. I mean, you think the Sintas Center was a hard place to win? Yeah, I invite you to go to Allen Fieldhouse and try to win there because it just – it's so ridiculously hard to win there because they're so passionate about basketball. So that's that had more of an effect on it than people think,
1: honestly. Yeah, and there was a lot going on with Kansas yesterday. Uh, K.J. Adams, mother – passed away a couple of days ago and the funerals today um he put up quite a game that was something really to you know behold that was that was cool to see you know even though the Huskies lost it was cool to see him you know be able to do that the day before his mother's funeral that's that's a different kind of tough so condolences to KJ Adams and you know respect to him on the, the good night yeah definitely he's even though he's not a great shooter he's a talented guy he's
0: a perfect guy for Kansas if he's a defensive, I don't want to say monster, but he he gets up in your grill defensively. He obviously forced us in some tough looks. The whole Kansas defense, I felt like the first 10 minutes of the game, like you said, we got nothing going on offense. I felt like I didn't look at our rim until, only like three or four times in the first 10 minutes because we're just dribbling at the top, like half court line. Just the suffocating D, they don't really allow space for shooters like Cam or Caravan to break open. It's just... It's tough. They're they're in the Big Twelve. They're all either very athletic. Um, you can say they're more athletic than us. I'd say. I mean, Dewan Harris. He only scored three points, but when he hit that three pointer early, I was like, "Is this going to be this type of game?" Because like I mentioned in the preview, he had only he scored twenty three points in a game and had nineteen combined in the other six. So like, is he going to have his another breakout game? But it's just that in Kansas impressed me more than I thought. I didn't expect them to be this talented defensively I obviously they are a top five Ken defense but it's just something we haven't seen in a while defensively obviously San Diego State in the title game last year they were in near the top 10 on defense but nothing close to what Kansas provided I, I mean I'm surprised we were actually in it at the beginning it was like three or four straight possessions where we hit threes at the buzzer for the shot clock or close to it Tristan hit a couple solo hit one Hassan Diara hit one that really kept us in the game. We had like three straight possessions where we hit threes, like after 29.5 seconds went by on the shot clock. That was, that was impressive. It felt like the life was drained out of us. And those possessions really kept us afloat. And I kind of want to do not really a play by play of like towards the end, but kind of just what happened. Obviously we, we went up, we were up by four and then they went on an 11 over on where they hit three threes. They kind of, Quieted down after their hot start allowed us to get back in the game, but they at the end of the day, that environment McCullough hit one, Johnny Furphy hit one, and Dickinson hit the final one. It was just, I knew there, even though we were only down what seven with five minutes or so, you're not overcoming that deficit at Kansas. I mean, I felt like our defense is pretty good on those two. There's that one play we switched to zone, and McCullough hit a three pretty much at the buzzer. It was a great contest by Diarra. i I'm Surprised he even got the shot off, but he drilled it. So like like I keep on saying, you got to tip your cap to the Jayhawks. They just executed. Bill Self's a great coach. We mentioned 17 losses at home in 21 plus years. It's just a very tough place to play.
2: I mean, there really wasn't anything better we could have done on that that possession where oh man who was it I think Dewan Harris hit it the one that was contested by Diara I mean that just I think that that was the one that sucked the life out of us because the other two I mean Dickinson was wide open and then I believe so was the other one but I mean once once you hit get a three hit on you with the best defense you can play I mean you're not gonna get get past that I mean it's just it was so weird how we just had all the energy in the world. I mean, I even did the UConn chant where I was watching after Newton hit that wide open one to make it, I believe, 50 to 47. And then we just went downhill after that. I mean, three straight threes. You we weren't coming back from that. I mean, it's just – it honestly sucks that they just made a comeback like that. But I do have to give them credit. They are a good team. I don't want to hear anything about how they're overrated. They they beat us. Nobody beat us like, – they beat us fair and square. They're a damn good team. They're going to make a good run in March. But let me just say that I'm going to be extremely disappointed if there isn't a rematch of this next year at Gamble, or maybe even in the next year because it's going to be proven to the world that they are scared to play us at their, our own house because I saw a tweet on uh, Twitter, I believe it was from, from Basil, who said that that a Kansas fan said that they would never, ever drive to – Connecticut to see Kansas play UConn and that the look that the guy had on the face when Basil said that he drove out there to go see that game. So I personally think that they are scared to come play us at Gamble personally. I really want to see it happen, but I think they're scared.
0: Yeah, I think this proves that, Oh, they almost beat us at our house. Why would we ever go there for no reason? Like obviously this was scheduled in the Big East Big 12 battle, so I'm not sure how much say the schools have in those matchups, but I'm sure Kansas they would it'd take a lot for them to come, even though they I agree they definitely should. We definitely should have home and homes like we see all these other schools doing, like we're kind of doing with Gonzaga, but that's like home and home, but hours away from each campus, each game. I mean, we got to go back to the on campus stuff. I mean, it's been a while since we've had a premiere game at Gamble. I mean I guess Florida a couple of years ago Christian Vital that's probably the most recent non-conference that I remember at least premier home game at Gamble Pavilion but yeah like you said we gotta try to get more of those in the future and I think we will but we can continue with the play-by-play towards the end a little bit obviously after McCuller hit that amazing three Newton came down and drew a foul he hit shooting a three he hit all three free throws to cut it to three and then one of the wildest plays of the night with Kansas they were pressuring them obviously three-point game 50 seconds you're not going to foul you're going to play your best defense the freshman Marco Jackson had the ball he tried to throw it across court to KJ Adams and it went into the fifth row I mean that can't happen that was the biggest break ever that's a point where I thought there's no way we get the ball back here we're not going to do something with it I mean, that you just don't see that happen. I, obviously, it's a freshman mistake by a guy who's going to have a really solid career, but we didn't take advantage of it. The possession was kind of not broken down on the other end. It ended and Hassan Diara had the ball. He was kind of wide open for three. I, kinda, I wanted him to pull the trigger there, even though he's obviously not a guy you think didn't make threes. I feel like take the early three with 30, 44 seconds left whatever it was and if you miss go for a rebound and if they get don't get the rebound just foul Uh, he chose to drive to the hoop and he got stripped and we could talk about that all day apparently people looking back at the clips the the defender didn't touch the ball he like touched his arm and forced it out which obviously is would be a foul but we could talk about that all day but I just feel like that play you got to Even though Newton had the ball, he was pressured up top. You got to have a better outcome than a Hassan Diara drive into Hunter Dickinson down by three. That's just my opinion. I feel like obviously you could say that was the game because that was the second to last possession. But, yeah, I think that was it.
1: He should have shot it. And, I mean, he already made one. It was – you have to shoot that. That, Like, that just shows a lack of – I mean, he was obviously probably thinking a million miles a second. He was probably thinking, oh – I can get a better shot than this. I can get a better shot for someone else, this or that. And then he was probably also second-guessing his own ability, which, you know, you're hoping not. You want your players to be confident, and you want him to feel confident, you know, when the game's on the line to shoot it there. I mean, you have to be realistic, but at the same time, you still have to be confident. So I, I wanted him to shoot that. Uh, it would Honestly, I felt like that was the best shot we, would, we were getting in that possession.
2: Yeah, it definitely was. And, I mean, they wouldn't have even called the foul if he went up against Dickinson because it's a seven-footer against a six-footer. I mean, they're not just going to bail him out in a game like that. Like, that was a stupid play to try to draw a foul. And even though it did look like he hit his arm, they're not going to call that either because they can't see it. So I just – I don't know why he took it in to the sea of white jerseys because it wasn't going to get out of there, first of all. I mean, he pump faked, had Solo wide open for a three. He could have shot it after he pump faked or passed it to Solo in general because he had, could add a good look from the corner. And honestly, I trust Solo taking him more to the rack than I do Diara. But I just feel like Matt's definitely right. He was thinking a million miles a second because we were down. We really, really needed a bucket. I mean, Hurley was probably screaming at him. The fans were screaming. So he was probably like in a weird headspace. But still, that that just can't happen at the end of a game like that it's inexcusable
0: yeah and part of it i feel like you mentioned dr you mentioned solo ideally they're not on the court with 30 seconds left obviously castle would be out there caravan had fouled out he'd be out there over those two guys which not saying i don't have trust in dr or solo ball in the corner but it's just a tough situation we were put in. Diara played great. He played, he's played. he been playing great all year. He's really taken a step up as a true sixth man. I mean, last year, he, he didn't crack the rotation in the Final Four title game. This year, he's arguably one of our most important pieces, if not the most important piece off the bench. But continuing the play-by-play, obviously, so the ball went off Diara, like we said, Luckily, they inbounded the ball. We allowed them to pass it to K.J. Adams, who we mentioned the awful free throw shooter. He went one for two, so it's a four-point game with, what, 30 seconds left or so. Newton just drives down, takes the uncontested layup. Kansas isn't going to really guard that. No reason to risk fouling an and one. So it's back to a two-point game, and so we play the foul game. Foul DeWan Harris, the point guard. He misses both free throws. So now it's a two-point game with 16 seconds left, and we got really one look. Newton has the ball. He's double at the top. He's the running like an off-ball screen. Cam gets wide open on the right wing. He just he's short. He was short all night. He's banged up with his feet. He has no lift. He he was short on the open three for the win. You can debate why did he take a three down by two all day. I personally feel like we were making our threes. We were getting nothing inside. I'd rather do what we've been doing best all game and that's take a three and it was a great look by our best shooter obviously the situation didn't work out but i'm fine with cam taking that shot if we redid that play i'd be fine with him taking that shot you could say why didn't newton take the shot newton was being doubled at the top of the key he's hit some circus shots but i'd rather him find the open man there which he did just didn't execute
2: I mean, a non-hurt Cam Spencer makes that shot. I mean, that shot's drawn up for one person and one person only, and it's him. So I really – that was the look. It wasn't going to be anything else. He wasn't going to go to Klingon inside because he would have just immediately gotten doubled. Newton was doubled too. He wasn't going to go for Caravan because God knows where the heck he was. Fouled out. That's what he was. So it was Johnson in there or DR, one of the two, and it wasn't going to go to either of them. So Spencer was the option. It was a perfect look. Like Connor said, he didn't have any legs. He aggravated both feet. So he was, that was the look, but I'm going to stay with my take that a healthy, non-hurt Cam Spencer makes that shot.
0: Yeah, and also you mentioned the hurt feet. The broadcast mentioned at some point in the second half that Donovan hurt his foot, which that I almost had a heart attack there because obviously he had the broken foot and the the reporter lady saying he's on the bench with a foot injury. I was like, first of all, he went back in the game. I don't think he was really hurt. I don't know how she determines he has a foot injury by him taking rest with eight minutes left. But yeah, I mean, that scared me, but I'm concerned for cam. Obviously he he played 36 minutes after her. He played pretty much over 30 minutes with an injured foot where he was clearly struggling. He was like, on one of the plays, when he was fouled, taking the three, no, no one made contact with his foot. He just landed on it and was in clear pain. I mean, it's a, he's a trooper to play through it. He almost had to with where we are in our depth, obviously. You're not going to throw Jaden Ross or Jalen Stewart out there for this game, even if you could throw them out for a minute or two just to give guys rest that wasn't in the cards. But at the end of the day, I mean, credit Kansas for a great game and a great win. And we got to move on to North Carolina, which we're going to do a separate preview for that. You'll see that tomorrow or even later today, whenever you're listening to this. It's coming out Monday. But, I mean, I don't got much more else about this Kansas game unless you guys do. You got anything, any final thoughts before we wrap up?
1: Yeah, it's definitely one to take a lot away from. Uh, Like I said, it's not, you know, the, the most painful loss we've had, but it is a loss that you definitely can learn a lot from. And I have a feeling that Hurley's going to, you know, do the necessary things in order to get these guys ready for hopefully next year when they come to gamble.
2: Honestly, I just want to thank whoever went out there, whoever's watching this. If you were there in Lawrence, thank you. Because we don't win that game if there's not a lot of you guys there. Honestly, like I could – I could sense that I saw on Twitter plenty of videos. I knew so many of you guys were there, but we don't we don't have a shot without that. I mean, I saw a bunch of you guys down by the tunnel, the Huskies, knowing they had support, knowing they had people there cheering for them. I think that's honestly what helped us a lot. So thank you to the fans, honestly, for for making the long for out to Lawrence, because I don't think we even have a shot if it was all Kansas fans in that arena. So thank you guys for for spending money and, and going out to support our team.
0: I want to give one last shout out to Tristan Newton. Obviously we highlighted him, but 31 of our 65 points is insane. Obviously you prefer the other guys to step it up a little bit more, but I'm fine with him with, I'm fine with how that game played out. Obviously I want to see a win, but I'm fine with how that game played out, which by default means I'm fine with Tristan scoring almost half our points. I mean, where we was like, 11 months ago, playing less than half the game versus St. John's and not scoring, and now he's probably going to get drafted, albeit second round. I mean, he's averaging almost 18 points per game, almost like seven rebounds, six assists. I think it went down a little because he didn't have quite the other stats against Kansas, but he's a baller, obviously. I'm just excited to see him and Castle play together, hopefully in that Carolina game, even if it's just for a little bit, just to see that again against a high-level opponent. I mean, Tristan Newton proved all the doubters wrong, and I, I love that he came back for another year. We say that every time, but he's going to have a monster year. I think Big East Player of the Year potential.
1: To me, this is Tristan Newton. Um, last year coming in, it was obviously his first year for BCU, and, you know, that's a big jump um, to kind of go from – the american at the time to the big east and you have to learn a whole new position at point guard which you've never really played before and you've got one of the most passionate fan bases in the world right behind you and it's a lot it's a lot to kind of have to learn so you can understand that learning curve that he went through but this year i mean without that pressure i mean he's a different beast they have castle now even though he didn't play yesterday they still have other guys who he can kind of lean on i mean last year was kind of just like him and Hassan Diara who wasn't you're not really playing all that much, but now you got guys like uh, Ball and, you know, you could bring in Castle when he's healthy, who can all come in and, you know, help carry the load. So for Tristan Newton, it must be, uh, you know, a huge weight off his shoulders to kind of be able to go out there and just ball and play his game and not have to worry about all the extra stuff.
2: All right.
0: I think that'll do it here for episode 48, the Kansas recap, our first loss recap since I think – the last Creighton game, the Creighton away game, like in February, so it's been a while. Obviously, we lost since then, but we didn't do an episode. So, obviously, the the vibes are high. I think among UConn fans and this podcast, that was not a bad loss whatsoever. They're gonna bounce back. They they it'll be interesting to see what they do against Carolina on Tuesday. The Tar Heels they had a big win against Tennessee. They came back today against Florida State. We'll get into that in the next episode. But yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for a North Carolina preview on Monday. And thanks for watching.